Welcome to Between Two Barrels Podcast, live from Legend Studios. Between Two Barrels is a weekly podcast highlighting some of the legends across the state of Tennessee. From Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman, from our head distiller to our legendary products and employees. This podcast will discuss spirits of all kinds here in Tennessee Legend Distillery. From country stars and cryptids to everything in between, we will talk about the life in a Tennessee distillery. What's up, Legends, and welcome back to another episode of the Between Two Barrels podcast in this lovely October. I am one of the hosts, Opie, joined by the manager of managers, below himself. Brian, how are you? You rang. And we are at Highway 66, Tennessee Legend Distillery on Winfield Dunn Parkway in Sevierville, Tennessee. A staggering, a very frightful, frightful 15, 15 feet, feet above, above the, bar. the main <laughs> floor. Uh, almost neck and neck with our T-Rex. Actually, I think we got head. a head above. We do. We are a little taller. Uh, so if you are listening to this and you are within the area, come say hi to us at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Come by. You might hear yourself in the background whilst business is taking place. Just like that phone ring. Yeah, just like the phone ring. But uh, with it being October... Was that a real phone ring? Was that a spectral phone ring? The world may never know. Do you ever get the... This is somewhat topical. Do you ever get like the, the phantom vibrations in your leg? Like your phone's Oh, all the texting, time. But your phone's all like the on the time. table. All the what time. What is that? Is it like your body saying like... Oh, usually your your phone's vibrating. Or is it Potential, a... Potential, almost. Not necessarily full-on phantom limb. Yeah. But, you know... The the weird part about it is whenever you feel that on your leg and your phone is sitting on the table and then you look at your phone and you do you happen to get a message at that point in time, it's almost uh, uh, ESP. Ooh. I never thought about that. If you know what that is, email us, tldtube23 at right off the bat. com, and we'll send you a swag package because we don't know the real answer for it. So we let really us know. don't. But speaking of phantoms and spirits and stuff like that, I mean, we are in a distillery after all. But we are talking about a completely different type of spirit, as you all know from having listened to the episodes for the month of October. If you have not listened to them, you are definitely missing out. If you have waited for whatever reason, and I don't know why you would have waited this long to listen to any of the Between Two Barrels podcasts, but if the the spooky, the unknown, the supernatural, the macabre, 
is your cup of tea, then the month of October is definitely the month that you need to listen to, uh, especially because of the guest that we have had oh, this man. month so far. Uh, Mike Howard, uh, East Tennessee Ghost Seekers, mm-hmm. and Tim Harkle Road, currently, I guess, not affiliated, per se, with, with a specific organization? No, this, uh, he is... More of a, 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 a consultant. Consultant. Yes. Yes. Uh, um, not only for the the world of paranormal and ghost hunting, uh, and ghost hunting before it was cool, as mm-hmm. as he put it in the episode, uh, but also a a consultant for theatrical hauntings, uh, yes. haunted houses, things like that. Literally wrote the book on. It. Literally wrote not the but multiple, multiple books, books on it. the subject. <laughs> Uh, so you definitely want to listen into those episodes, and in those episodes is in lies the subject matter for today, mm-hmm. in the fact that both Mike and Tim referenced, and we have referenced too throughout the episodes this month. Yeah, spirits in the theater, and mm-hmm. we're not talking about the people getting drunk, going yeah. and seeing, you know, their favorite people perform no, on not, stage. We're not talking about a, an alcoholic seeing Mean Girls. We're talking about. Spirits, Ooh, right? Those guys, those types of spirits, and and their connection and correlation to the the world of the theater, specifically like the actual theater buildings mm. uh, and, and the haunts that mm. that ha- the haints that haunt them. Nice. And speaking of, I mean, one of the the questions, and I actually think I presented this to both of them during mm-hmm. the episodes is. Why does it seem like theaters are hotspots for paranormal energy? Mm. And and it seemed like the answer that, that they were able to both give, um, not necessarily directly, but in a roundabout way, is that the, the theory is that the intense energies generated from the, the actors and the audiences provide uh, uh, a, a charged atmosphere that that attracts these spirits and ghosts um, mm-hmm. and and even goes as far as to allow for for poltergeist activity mm-hmm. to to uh, or as a consequence of the the energetic imprint that's left in the building over time and and that's something that if, it, if if I could equate it to something uh, if you're a fan of sci-fi in the Predator movies, he hunted heat heat vision, and yeah. he saw like he he knew that most likely this There's is a prey. potential uh, this uh, is a potential thing. Yeah. So if a spirit is wandering this world and feeds off of these electrical energies and and actions and just multiple people being in one spot. Um, Theaters, kind of like sports arenas, yeah, are constantly giving off heat. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a, you know, it's it's kind of like a bug to a an electric being lamp, drawn to the know? to the you know, and then you know, so it's it's a lot like that. Jimmy, don't go to the light. I can't uh, help it. It's so pretty. And it it, it makes a great uh, segue to mention. Uh, an upcoming episode that we already have planned That's right. uh, to drop this month. We're going to talk a little bit more about battlefield spirits. So just that that concentration in different places, um, 
in this aspect today we're going to be talking about in the theater with it being a more positive playful energy mm-hmm. for the most part i mean yes you can have some shows that has some some intense dramatic moments that are going to be more sorrowful sorrowful or or yes. more toward the negative end of things as opposed to positive but as as a general rule most of the the theatrical theatrical experiences that we've been a part of have usually been more upbeat yeah and it's it's a more fun playful type of yeah. energy Whereas, of course, uh, whenever we delve into the battlefield spirits, that's mm. going to be more of a sorrowful, woeful, you know... Action. That that type of energy. Mm. Uh, so, two completely different types of things, but both of them basically being that collection that of energy, that catalyst, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, mass, mass amount. Yes, but uh, as we were talking about, uh, this episode though, before we get to the, the battlefields, we're going to be highlighting the spirits of the stage. Uh, theater 3, particularly, uh, within the state of Tennessee. Yes. Um, three of the ones that we are looking to, to really highlight... Uh, of course, are going to be the the Orpheum Theater mm. over in West Tennessee, mm-hmm. the Ryman Auditorium or the Ryman Theater, mm. which is very familiar to a lot of people in Nashville or Middle Tennessee, and I we just also have what we did on accident <laughs> the Bijou Theater, the TriStar Theater here in <laughs> here in Knoxville uh, for East Tennessee. Wow. So we actually have all definitive segments yeah. of Tennessee, which if you do not know, this is the first time you are hearing this. Uh, the state flag for Tennessee has the TriStar emblem on it. Of course, each one of those stars representing the three distinct portions being East, Middle, and West Tennessee. So just, we have representation awesome. from each one of these. Uh, what was it? Kismet? It's Kismet. It's Kismet. Uh, but the first one, like I said, that we are going to, to start off with is going to be the Orpheum Theater, mm-hmm. uh, which you had actually uh, yes. mentioned a little bit um, while we were talking with Cousin Timmy uh, mm-hmm. about some some things that you had already heard. And while I'm pulling up some information uh, from the uh, uh, electrical encyclopedia yes. that is yes. the, the World Wide Web, uh, I'm actually going to turn it over to Opie uh, to... Yeah. From so what he has heard or what he knows. One of the, the, the big things out of, of Orpheum Theater uh, is uh, Mary. Orpheum Mary uh, is one of the things. Now, I'll be the first to say I have been to the Orpheum. Um, not for a ghost tour. I actually saw in concert slash stand-up a, a certain viral superstar who who got really big for uh her she's really talented in real life but she created this alter ego who was a bad singer really bright red lipstick not gonna mention her name because <laughs> she's canceled right now because she did she did some some really bad things whilst we were there seeing this concert i cannot say that i had any experiences at the orpheum right personally uh i think it's it's a you know, it's really cool. Uh, it's a it's a great vibe. Um, Memphis is a great town. If you get a chance to go down there, uh, listen to the blues, eat some barbecue, and check out something at the Orpheum, then absolutely, it's really cool. 
but I personally cannot say that that I had any personal experiences. But I do know that there are two entities that are kind of highlighted in the Orpheum world. There's there's Mary that I mentioned, and then I, I, I guess another one that I, I don't really know about. Right. In in doing a little bit of reading, of course, you are correct with the fact that there is the the Orpheum Mary spirit, uh, and there is also reportedly to be a masked figure that masked. haunts a masked figure that Ooh. haunts the Orpheum Theater. Like a phantom. Yeah, the phantom of the Orpheum. Ooh. Uh, but in in getting into some of the, the preliminaries, um, it said that that Mary was nine Ugh. whenever, unfortunately, that she passed. Um, of course, like like a lot of spirits, uh, is said to, to wear be seen wearing only white, a white dress, a lady in white, a young lady young in white, a young miss in white uh, in this instance. Um, but it doesn't seem like it was a situation where she would have been been heartbroken due to a, a spousal fair. negligence <laughs> or an affair, <laughs> which is typically associated with, with a lady in white. Yeah, her um, nine-year-old boyfriend talked to another girl. Right, so that that's how that come to be. Yeah. Um, but, and she's also not seen as much as a a malevolent spirit in any capacity. Yeah. Not so much so, of course, as the masked figure who who seems to be a little bit more more negative, Oof. more more mali- not necessarily mischievous. malicious. <sighs> mischievous kind of implies a little bit more fun, hmm. uh, some some more play to it. Uh, Peeves, Peeves from the Harry Potter series okay. as a poltergeist is mischievous. Poltergeist. Yeah. Like he didn't. He, uh, he didn't try uh, to kill you. It, it was a, a chaotic neutral. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't good. Wasn't bad. Would have been a chaotic chaos. neutral. <laughs> it was just about the chaos. Uh, it, it seems like the the masked figure has a little bit more malevolence mm-hmm. to it. Not full on like an evil entity. Fast, the fact that it's but, a masked figure. But too, masked. Like, I mean, ooh, that ooh, also kind of leads into. Yeah, um, Mary. Like I said, just over nine years old whenever she was said to have died in a car accident in front of the theater. Oh, man. Uh, and that's why the, the age at that time and the, the association with with the being theater. there at the theater is just because of where it sits. Mm. Not necessarily so much as a, a experience that she had in the theater. Mm. However, what we already discussed, what we learned in that the fact that it is such a collection of energies her as a spirit would be drawn to it i mean yeah sure it was right there in front of the building but that collection of energy and typically happy energy yeah. would have drawn her more into that where this this other masked figure spirit um like i said while it's not been fully malevolent has been you know it, it seems to have a little bit more of a darker, and that also may just be some of the experiences that people have had in the fact that that they're saying, "Oh, it was an evil spirit." I mean, this it may be a, a peeves-like thing, but it might just be peeving some people off, mm-hmm. you know, more so than than, than them taking it as a as yeah. a as a playful thing yeah. as something being mean. Yeah. So, and who's to say that maybe the little girl Mary didn't, you know? Because it says she had pigtails and everything else. Maybe she's going around and playing with some of the 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 actresses or actors, you know, Their things hair. like that. Their hair, whatever the may, case may be. 
and people just being freaked old, out about it. Whether you're alive or dead, you got to imagine at nine years old, you still have that curiosity. Oh, for sure. You know, they're also still that age of like where every story is just important. Very much so. Even if it's you saw, uh, uh, I saw a raccoon and 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 it crossed the street, and and it's just so important. Well, well, one of our other hosts, his daughter, who is not near that age. Oh yeah, in was, any capacity. Yeah. She's already in that type of, of playful mm-hmm. uh, and and hanging yeah. on to every yeah, word, sure. just yeah. that full-on sponge absorbing mm-hmm. everything and in life and in death, that mm-hmm. absorption, that being yeah. drawn to, it's just it's a, 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 a more natural thing. Um, and because we do have them, I mean, we would love to spend some more time getting in more in-depth and detail. And, of course, if you've had an experience with any of the spirits that we discuss or talk mm-hmm. about at any point in time throughout this make sure and write into us and let us know what your experiences have been with any uh and all of these yeah. these entities that you may have experienced. or any other theaters in the state of tennessee let us know any theater yeah, just any in theater. general any theater in general uh moving from middle tennessee we're going to do the little montage the travel montage all right we have now arrived in nashville tennessee to the ryman auditorium which of course is famous for housing the grand Ole opry Mm -hmm. the grand Ole opry show has for several years i've had an opportunity to be inside this theater a couple of times Mm -hmm. and have some friends who i've worked with before uh at the comedy barn one of the cloggers down there uh, at that time is now one of the house cloggers for the Ryman Auditorium and for oh. the Grand Ole Opry uh, and is there regularly so I may actually reach out to her and see oh, if yeah. she's had the opportunity to experience because being in the theater pre-show and post-show for There's any of the shows that happen there has to be something that has happened to see you know what kind of first-hand experiences we mm-hmm. may be able to, to, to learn about but of course the the big the big one that supposedly uh roams the halls still to this day of the Ryman is Hank Senior. He's like, Hey Hank, get looking. Oh, I got a cooking. I can imagine that, that you know, because it being a female clogger, you know, yeah. if something like that you don't you know, happen to, you know, smell a faint smell of cigarette smoke and hear a, a steel guitar mm. faintly in the background and That'd be scary. It would definitely be scary, <laughs> and especially, I mean, if there was any sort of like actual physical interaction mm-hmm. in any capacity, just like a, a, a small hair pull or a shoulder brush or something like that. I mean, could send someone into full-on heebie-jeebie mode. Yes. But but I think it's just cool that the the fact that a country music legend just. He found home here and and decided not to go anywhere else. But the fact that it being Hank Senior, the 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 song by David Allen Coe that was then covered later on by another artist talking about the spirit of Hank Williams Senior. Wow. You, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, the the ride. Yeah. The song The Ride. Yeah, so multiple instances in song and in person i guess you could say they're at the ryman that that people have experienced the spirit of the spirit of hank senior so i'm just 
Now, now, was the song inspired from a, a, a happening or from a, a, an instance at the Ryman? Huh. Did you know in, in in one of one of Mr. Coe's altered states? Uh, uh, from whatever substance did happened to be conversation being Hank? consumed, did he did he potentially have a conversation? Yeah, like you said, you know what is it that that caused it? But apparently, I mean, the energy and stuff that 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 this man well, exuberated, or, or there has or just, to be something audio or visual that would make these people so determined to say it's Hank Senior. Right. There's got to be something either on an EVP or caught in a photo or something that screams it's Hank. Well, um, Timmy was mentioning that he in a couple of theaters, or one specific theater that it's been reported that a particular owner Mm -hmm. or proprietor, something of one of the theaters could be seen in the audience at Mm -hmm. times. Just Uh, checking in. So I'm just wondering if this is a similar like this is Hank's seat. You know what I mean? Or Could be. has he been seen up in the balcony or up on the upper level when it's just the lower section filled or walking around backstage? Yeah, what's the you know, the smells, the the, the any of that type of yeah. stuff, you know. There's there's had to have been something and little Jimmy Dickens is hiding somewhere <laughs> and you know <laughs> I saw this ghost. How big was it? Not big. Oh, that's Jimmy. Right. <laughs> that's got to be Jimmy. But I, I'd be interested to see or hear what they have that would just make them. What? Yeah. What say, is it that, that people oh, have yeah, said? Oh, yeah, Senior. This is this because like the there's spirit. been clearly we we hinted to in the last episode with Timmy uh, in part one we hinted to knowing who one of the entities is at at a local theater here. Yeah, and because we have the information and knowledge. We have the information. He died. A lot of people who still work there knew him mm-hmm. because people have stayed in that company for that long. Likewise, there has to be a reason. Right, they're saying it's Hank. something. Yeah, I'd there's be some sort to of see or hear those things. One hundred percent, and and she'll probably be like, "Well, that's an interesting question to ask after having not uh, talked to me in quite some time." Yeah, but, <laughs> but sure. Like, oh, yeah, it's been a while, Brian. Uh, sure. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story about any experiences I may have happened to have had with, with Hank Sr. I, I gotta say, I've never been inside the Ryman. I'm always, like, we were very heavy uh, as as uh, Morristown Elementary and Middle Schools. And my mom, uh, through being a teacher, and all three of us kids were very active in it, in uh, Beta Club. And... Once a year, close to Thanksgiving, all the middle schools in the state of Tennessee that participate all surround and, and meet at the Opryland Hotel. Okay. And got all these kind of speech contests and arts and crafts contests and group talent and solo talent, all these things that these middle schoolers compete in to try to win, you know, trophies and, and right. first place and all that and accolades and there's also like a presidential election a, a vice president like there's a a a a parliament of beta club that these middle schoolers okay. can be a part of um always driven by it, it and, and even like going to opera mills mall driving to the i'd always be like i've always wanted to see a show in the ramen i've never right. gotten to go in the ramen 
next Always time, past it. next time you you happen to make it out to Nashville, <laughs> and, and, even if it's with the company, and even we'll like, make sure and get by the Ryman like, so you can experience. There, there's it. a new comedian I like, Taylor Tomlinson. She's going to be at the Ryman. I mean, I'm busy. I, I right. Have to go, but I'm like, there's so many reasons that to visit the Ryman and opportunities that I've missed. But we're we're gonna we're gonna try to make it uh, a full on. Uh, we'll go investigate, <laughs> right? We'll bring, uh, we'll bring audio. O- Opie's going to go into full on the rhyming in me in yes. 23. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Before this year's over, I've got to go to the rhyming at least once. And we're going to see what we can do to be able mm-hmm. to make it happen. Now, the third and final theater that we're going to highlight as part of this episode also happens to take the the spot as the third oldest building in Knoxville. I have been to this one. And some people may say that it is possibly also the most haunted building in the city mm-hmm. as well. I have personally had an opportunity to perform in this theater. Really? Uh, it would have been during the, the Magic Show run, and uh-huh. this would have been going back into the, I want to say the 2019 season. Were you Bearded Lady by then? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or sorry, it would have been the uh, uh, 18, 2018 okay. season. Uh, it would have been the Bearded Lady, and yes, we were going in and doing the Magic Show segment. Okay. Um, as the the tribute to Greatest Showman, mm-hmm. me playing the bearded lady, and we were basically doing our come alive segment. Okay. Of that, where we had uh, three individual illusions that were being done: uh, the mini cube zag, the uh, compressor, and uh, head twister. Well. Um. So, uh, mini cube zag assistant goes into the box. Two hollow tubes are put into the box. Mm-hmm. One whole side of the box is completely slidden over. Oh, okay. And yeah. then comes back together, tubes removed. All I right. Know which one that one is. Yeah, head twister, assistant goes in, contraption gets closed, top of the box gets spun around, the, the head is being spun around and twisted. You open up the, the contraption and you see what looks to be a twisted body inside the, oh the contraption. Uh, uh, and then the compressor is the assistant goes into the apparatus mm-hmm. and then both head and feet are compressed till they get to a point to where they're only like maybe a foot and a half two feet tall in total mm-hmm. and then of course everything is reversed and everything comes back to normal the assistants come out of the box Bob's your uncle everything's good to go <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, it was fun, and it's also one of the last hemp houses in the entire country. In the fact that uh, they are using a full rope system for their flight system for uh, any of the the backdrops, the uh, and counter or ropes and counterweight for any of the backdrops, the main curtain, anything like that. And and I got to experience that because while yes I have you know worked a, a rope pull system for uh, scenic flights and stuff like that, it was modernized. It had the full uh, arbor and counterweight system, uh, batten and arbor system. Whereas with this other, I mean, you had sandbags as opposed to metal plates. Wow. You still had sandbags inside the Bijou Theater that you were being used as counterweights. To, to offset the weight of scenery um, whenever, you know, curtains That's and cool. stuff like that. The backstage area was really cool. Uh, you wouldn't think that 
that you know there would be that type of stuff you wouldn't think of some modern amenities in a building that old but of course they have updated the building over the years what the the whole premise of what we've been talking about is the amount of energy that has been housed in these places and and even if it's an empty building you can still still feel all of this type of energy that has been poured into these places it almost emanates from the walls to say that that a spirit an actual paranormal entity can be drawn to these types of things is totally understandable because whenever you can feel it as a living breathing yeah person it's i can only assume of course that that the spirit, the spirit world is definitely going to be feeling it uh but getting back to of course the the bijou itself this theater was a former hotel mm-hmm. brothel and civil war hospital Oof. During its time, which of course definitely leads to the fact that that people say it is probably the most haunted building in the city, just because of the fact that I mean, if nothing else, because of the Civil War hospital mm-hmm. being there. But of course, brothel during those times. I mean, women's hygiene was not men's hygiene was not. Uh, uh, what it needed to be no, at plus, any capacity. You, know, you you swindle someone, they'd kill you back then. Yeah, it wasn't a well. I'm gonna go get. The I'm not gonna go get the sheriff or whatever or whatnot. No, Somebody just you. pull a gun and boom, you're dead. Yeah. Why'd you kill him? But for this reason. Oh, okay, well, sounds good. Double. Yeah. So you murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whoa. Um, but in the Civil then, War hospital, you know there was death. Death. Oh, absolutely. And the hotel. I mean, people die in hotels all the time, mysteriously. <laughs> Whether drowning or, you know, falling or anything. So, Dementia. the three things before it was a theater, lots of death. Lots of it. And then those types of spirits, then being able to utilize the energy that gets mm-hmm. poured into those places from a performance or from multiple performances... And I would also imagine one of the things that you always hear, then and not just shows like Ghost Hunters or stuff like that, or you see in, in movies like uh, Paranormal Activity or, or things like that. One of the things, the themes that's always said is like, "Oh, Activity didn't pick up till we started remodeling." Right. So take that mentality. You're the first death in this place as a Civil War soldier. Right. You've seen it become three other things over your stuck time here. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that also is like, good Lord, there's all these people in here and they're changing this and they're changing that. And, and I'm sure that garners activity. Well, it is said that both sides of the war were treated there. Wow. And that one of the most famous people who died there was General William Sanders. Okay. So, like and, Fort Sanders? Yeah. Whoa. And his story is commemorated on a plaque outside the theater's main entrance. Uh, uh, but some people, of course, because that is one of the spirits that has supposedly been encountered, says that his story is far from over. Wow. Funny story about this. My friend Nathan is the general manager of the Bijou Theater. I haven't talked to him about any personal stories, or, or but uh, well, I mean, they recently had Bobcat Goldthwait 
there <laughs> doing stand-up. This was the first date me and my now wife went on. I, I had asked her out. Not to Bobcat, but to the Not Bijou. Not to Bobcat. Okay. No, but to the Bijou. It was a ghost tour at the Bijou Theater. 2018. Uh, one of those years. And <laughs> so, like, full disclosure, okay, I asked her out a few times. <laughs> right. Before she finally said yes. You've been trying to lay the groundwork. I've been trying to lay the groundwork. And I liked her. And I just wanted her to know that I liked her. And then one day, I get tagged in a Facebook comment by her that the Bijou's doing a ghost tour. I remember that. And I was like, is this you asking me on a date? Because yes. (laughs) (laughs) So that was our first date, was a ghost tour at the Bijou Theater. She doesn't do... It was a big step for her early on. She doesn't do horror or ghosts or hauntings. So, I mean, that in and of itself should have given you a little bit of an inclination as to like... She likes me. Dude, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's an... It's beautiful. Like, I'd love to do a show there. I'd love to. But they took us all around. All around the different floors. Told us the different stories. Well, had you not already said that, you know, you haven't actually experienced anything in here, I was going to ask because people say that they catch glimpses of a soldier uh, and the glimmer of buttons and, and around the corner of his eyes. So Buttons. Yeah, like the 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 actual oh, like jacket. gold buttons or, or the silver buttons that would be on the jacket or on the 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 cufflinks and, and stuff like that catch, like, would face. catch the yeah. I did not experience anything personally, and I will be the first to say that it was it was uh, it's kind of rushed, you right? Because they were like, we do these, you know, it's quick things, right? Quick things to make money. They do six or seven in a day, you know. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, it's a scheduled thing. So I get it. And, you know, when you have all those people just like in and out and in and out, most like most of the time, most paranormal investigators would tell you that spirits are shy. Right. They're not just going to be like dance monkey. Right. You know, so the more people, the bigger your group is. The, and they're just kind of like, we're not circus animals, man. Right. Like, that's just going to happen. We're not. Happens. Yeah, we're not here for yeah, your we're direct not here, entertainment. We're not here for your entertainment. Like, I've got a time that I do certain things, and it's not on yours. It's on mine. <laughs> right. I, I'm a residual hot, bro. You, you're going to have to wait until like 1230 before 1230 my show starts. tonight, I'll move that bottle because I've done it every night since. For the last <laughs> 300 years. So, Personally, we did not experience anything. Uh, it, it is a fantastic vibe, though. If they ever start them again, I highly recommend... Uh, any locals going to them though because it's really cool a lot of great history uh, is talked about too and you'll learn a lot about the gay street area and the right. bijou in general so just a, a couple more things about the the um, bijou itself mm-hmm. before we get moving on into uh, uh, one of our last topics for this mm-hmm. episode or for this uh, part of this week's episode um, and we're not going to to give a name for this particular team, but supposedly a paranormal investigative team deemed the women's restroom off the gallery on the second floor as being the most haunted place in the building. Wow. And I'm just curious as to why. I mean, unless that may have been like whenever it was the hospital, was that the morgue area? Yeah. Was, you know, you would think that something like that would be lower, like on the bottom floor. Mm-hmm. Or, or in a basement, as it were, or something like that. Uh, and that's not saying that that's why this is the most, yeah. but uh, um, this one team has apparently 
captured the most stuff or has had the most experiences in this second floor bathroom with uh, some workers of mm-hmm. the, the building uh, agreeing and sharing stories of, of feeling someone tugging on the hem of their clothes in the bathroom, uh, including the, the person who had written this particular article. So for you personally, you're, you're about to have an experience. What would scare you the most? A visual sighting, an audio, a disembodied audio, like the, you don't know where the voice came from, like right beside you, but there's nobody beside you, or a physical touch. I would be less likely to respond to a physical touch mm-hmm. if there were people, more people in my immediate vicinity. Mm-hmm. My mind wouldn't wander as quickly as thinking it were something else. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the disembodied voice. I, I think that my brain, while I would probably get chicken skin, I'd get the, the cold rush sensation mm-hmm. coming over my body as a result of, my brain would still have a moment of someone here in this building could potentially have... Said something. Said something. Could have came Someone in the other part of the building, event, whatever the case may be, logical brain would still have gone... Mm-hmm. For me, if I see something literally like vaporous manifestation coming together and actually forming an, a, a, a face, a tangible, <laughs> that to me, I'd be like... <laughs> the shaggy run. The there, there, right. There'd be two movements, a physical movement and a bowel movement at that point in time. I think for me it would be... For me, I think it would be the audio from nowhere. Because, like, if in right. my ear, if I know, like, I'm in a bathroom alone and there's nobody in the stalls, or, or if I know, like, I'm up here, like, at my desk, and, like, within my ear, I hear a, hey. Okay, in, in that, in that <laughs> aspect, like, yes, I could. I'm done. I'm yeah. fucking out, Brian. I'm gone. I'm out. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> no, uh, um, I've always been, you know, more tangible if I can see it potentially mm. like me reaching out and touching not something potentially reaching okay. out and touching me okay um i'm more likely to to be more instinctively responsive yeah whereas for the other for an audio or for a, a, a you can somewhat a potential i'm more away yeah, yeah yeah where i'm more you know but you see like a random face like for two seconds to kind of like appear in front of you and then in, like, in a You're mirror like, or whatever that's that's i'm like we're done <laughs> get the salt we're done <laughs> get the salt burn the bones get the salt we're done yes 100 <laughs> percent. a couple other things about this about the the bijou and some thoughts that some of the people may have or some thoughts from people who had experienced things here in the Bijou uh, are just basically saying that they have a theory that, especially for the second floor in the bathroom, uh, that maybe it was a child or someone just trying to get their attention. Mm -hmm. Um, The stage area itself at the Bijou is not off limits um, because they do have an overnight security guard that has told uh, workers uh, and the the paranormal investigators... uh, that the spirits are, are definitely, of course, more active at night. Mm. And and some folks have also talked about some of their experiences, uh, saying that they have heard split, footsteps all night long walking along the rafters and catwalk above the stage. 
and that also uh, performers that have left the Bijou with some questions about movement in a closed off balcony area that has not been used in decades. And then there's also the thought that the, the, the only natural that there is is an energy that exists here and people are drawn back to it well, all the time. Almost as if it, like the Bijou is an entity unto itself. Right. Kind of like uh, House on Haunted Hill. It's like an essence. It's alive itself. Right. And, and, or and, the Haunting and, of Hill House. Right. Yeah. Either one. go nuts about our products at Tennessee Legend Distillery? Do you think our products should be on nuts? Well, look no further than Southern Vet Sweets. At Southern Vet Sweets, they specialize in baked goods and desserts that are sure to tantalize your taste buds. They make a variety of treats from cookies to alcohol-infused delights and modern takes on Southern favorites. They provide custom and bulk orders at southernvetsweets.com. Make sure to look through their catalog of tasty Southern favorites. And not only do they have sweet treats for your taste buds, they are also veteran-owned and operated. And whenever you place your order, tell Jason, Tennessee Legend Distillery, sent you. Looking to satisfy your sweet tooth while visiting the Smoky Mountains? Check out Adina's Sweet Shop, a treasure cottage of baked goods nestled in the heart of the Smokies in Gatlinburg. They create the most delectable homemade cupcakes, chocolates, pastries, pies, and so much more, including over 20 flavors of the best ice cream you've ever had. And don't forget to check out their selection of boozy favorites as well. Locals and visitors alike have raved about Adina's desserts, and once you've tried them, so will you. At Adina's Sweet Shop, there is truly something for everyone. Just minutes from Dollywood or the mountains, you can find them at 170 Glades Road in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, or online at adinasweetshop.com. And tell her you heard about them from Tennessee Legend Distillery. One of the things that I, I got to see, because to be 100% honest with you, other than the theaters that I worked for, for the production company mm-hmm. here in town, mm-hmm. and their specific theaters that they owned at the time, this is the only other major theater that I have ever performed in, that I have ever fully been backstage oh, okay. in that capacity in. And I got to experience, which, I mean, like I say, just this is experiencing it outside of what my home comfort zone would be in terms mm-hmm. of places that I've worked and performed theatrically, yeah. uh, is the the superstition the 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 belief the the usage of a ghost light yeah in uh, theater they explained it in the tour for the Bijou uh, and it's something that I was already uh, as a theater familiar kid with, yeah is the ghost light um, yeah it's an interesting phenomenon so if, if you're a non theater person so regardless of what level of your belief mm-hmm. in the paranormal or past life mm-hmm. energies. Uh, beyond life energies or just energies in general um, there is a use for a ghost light in theater that doesn't necessarily have to deal with paranormal yeah 
Because, I mean, one of the, the main uses, of course, for a ghost light is that it is just to be left on stage whenever the theater is occupied to provide a source of light to make sure because it's on a stage, mm-hmm. you have a drop-off from the stage. Mm-hmm. It's to make sure that people stay safe. Yeah. Um, it's, it's providing a source of light that way people can see where they're going, what they're doing, because... If you have not experienced life on the stage or from the stage, usually the only lights that are on are the lights that are going during a performance or while mm-hmm. there are people there. Well, whenever you, yeah, dark. Everything is dark in a theater, um, especially the stage area, just because it has to be mainly black for mm-hmm. the most part. So that way, any kind of set, scenery, mm-hmm. anything like that that goes onto a stage is much more visible because whenever you have something with color against a vacant or non-colored backdrop it's going to stand out that much more Mm -hmm. and hence of course any kind of little bit of light that gets put in and usually uh, for a ghost light in a theater it is simply a taller lamp or taller lampstand that has a single bulb in it a single regular Edison bulb without the shade So it can cast as much light as it needs to. Mm -hmm. However, it's also a tradition and and superstition that it is used to ward off or appease the ghosts in the theater. Mm -hmm. So a a certain section of performers and theater theater goers, theater just theater people. We're mm-hmm. just going to refer as theater people. I was looking for a little bit. I was looking for a a, a, a fifty point word to to put in there, but couldn't think of one. Uh, but the theater people, um, thespians, thespians. Uh, some of them believe that it's helping to ward off any kind of evil spirits. It's keeping away the bad juju. It's yeah. whenever you hear the break a leg phrase. Of course, people aren't yes. wishing you know really ill harm on you or anything like that. Uh, that you're going to make it past the wings of the curtain onto the stage, mm-hmm. uh, the legs of the side stage, mm-hmm. to, to actually be able to get onto stage. Um, and and for the superstitious crowd that, that thespians are, Very. It, it, it is a, a way for them to mentally cope with any kind of potential mm-hmm. negative things that they may occur or that they may uh, uh, find themselves dealing with mm-hmm. while going through rehearsal while going through lighting q to q while going through all this stuff before being able to get on stage Mm -hmm. and then if for whatever reason something negative does happen they have an outlet to blame it on that's not that's not themselves to to look at and blame but on the other side uh you've got it to where there are also the the good spirits of the theater that that help do things or that are they're playful that Mm -hmm. helps the energy of the room or or of the audience whatever the case may be and that's there to be able to appease the ghosts and it also provides another form of energy Mm. that normally wouldn't be there and and i guess that kind of brings me to the 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 last thing that we're really going to talk about during this episode is the use of the ghost light during the pandemic shutdown yeah, because it meant something different. 
It really did during yeah. that time. And and the reason I'm leading into it that way is as far as the the light being there for the spirits to have an energy to draw from mm-hmm. is because and the appeasement of the spirits is because of course as you all know during 2020 during the pandemic shutdown a lot of your theaters were just completely shut down they stayed dark for an exorbitant amount of time yes and the energies that would be built up from the people that were performing and attending these different shows help build and continue that energy that these different entities could potentially be drawing some energy from to continue their existence Mm mm-hmm but because we didn't have that during that time, it it seemed like that, yeah. You'd be worried about uh, it building. Right. So so the ghost light being put into these theaters provided a a a source of energy for these different entities to draw from. But more than that, during that time, for the people of the performing arts world. It, it stood as a symbol of unity that during that time, yes, things may be tough, but there's always that light that's going to be able to help us see our way back. Yeah, we'll be back. Because... We're taking a brief intermission. A brief intermission before we come back. Um, and I think that was, it was a really cool, like, subtle way to show uh, unity in the theater world because sadly you know what a lot of people when they hear theater if they're not thinking about movie theater they're thinking about just Broadway or the West End um, that's there just were a one lot of, section yeah, that's just one small section of, uh, school programs and community theaters that didn't survive the pandemic no like they didn't have friend, any kind of funding our dear friend uh, that we've both worked with had one in this area a community theater and i was fortunately got got to be a part of this and and mike our one of our previous guests was actually the director of the show we were doing a christmas story the musical that's the one where everything was set everything was ready to go getting close to tech week and then it just shut it down and sadly this community theater needed that show to happen financially yeah so now that community theater doesn't exist. It's Unfortunately, sad. the entire building and entire everything building is was gone. sold, bulldozed, and now it'll be like a hotel or a hotel. Yep, that's what we'll get. So there were a lot of, of awesome unifying moments uh, for the theater, like with the ghost light. But I'll also say like there were a lot of of theater spirits that were almost ghost busted. In a turn of phrase. Uh, yeah. Through the pandemic. Um, I've, I've, did did the theaters we work with, did we do a ghost light? I did at the opera. You did? Yes. Yes. I don't know if I, I remember I, the, the I, other theaters doing it. I initiated, sure. I initiated the... Well, there was one light that got a lamp that always stayed on in the backstage area at mm-hmm. Comedy Barn. Like a blue light? Regardless. Oh. No, just a, a, a regular lamp light. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there were some other lights that wound up staying on but i personally have had a couple of experiences because i would spend multiple saturday nights overnight at the comedy barn just because me to drive home from the comedy barn was 45 minutes to an hour and i would close on saturday nights and have to turn around and open on sunday morning so there are many a nights that I found myself just sleeping on the couch back in the green room in the theater. A comfy couch. A very comfy couch. <laughs> uh, very comfy couch. Before and after it got <laughs> traded out. Um, but but I've had some experiences, some some hair raising, some some chicken skin inducing uh-huh. uh, uh, experiences there inside the theater. Some to where there's no real like what you would think a, a, a definitive happening, I would just, at one point in time, I'd get a shiver and mm-hmm. my hair would stand on end and, and I'd, I'd be chicken skin. Like, who was that? Like, what what just happened as I'm walking down the aisle, getting ready to go up onto the stage, open the barn doors, and go back the, and go lay down on like the couch. Full, full disclosure, this is the theater that Archie Campbell was associated with. Yes. So, there are thoughts... Oh, multiple. There are beliefs that it is. I've been Campbell. I've been told multiple stories uh, by you know people who were in the theater at one point in time, uh, and the the theater. The mayor of Bulls Gap himself. At one point in time, um, housed multiple ventriloquists performing mm-hmm. at the same time. Well, this particular husband and wife ventriloquist also had a. Airfinger quotes for those of you who can't see. Um, husband and wife ventriloquist dummies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and the story goes that they were upgrading some some of the lighting, some of the, the uh, audio stuff there inside the theater. And there is a bank of lockers back in the backstage area yeah. uh, at the comedy barn. Mm-hmm. And at one point in time you heard one of the and there's just the two of them here at the theater and they're working in the main auditorium themselves heard one of the locker doors open and then close and then they went back and looked and saw the two dummies laying in head to head sitting on the couch and they were not there previously taken taken out of lockers and and sat on the couch. Wow. Uh, so, so, and then also, two of the people that I had the opportunity to work with in that theater, unfortunately, in the last six to seven years, have passed. Mm-hmm. And and I can only imagine that there's there's still some residual energies or interactions from them that that still happen to roam the place. I would not be surprised. To, to go through the little outhouse door that's on the on the stage over into that side backstage area mm-hmm. and at some point in time smell uh, um, I can't think of the one men's Avon cologne Stetson oh, like Stetson cologne yeah. and and hear snoring because a, any time that Ron was not on stage and and football season was not upon us. He would go over into his recliner, over in that side section of the stage, hang his bass guitar up, and he would nap in between sets. Yeah. Whenever he wasn't needed on stage. 
and and uh, I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised to to, to just go down there at any point in time and be in that area and just smell Stetson cologne and probably hear some snoring. Well, I, I've I've discussed my personal experience at the uh, one of the other theaters from the production company, uh, the Hatfield uh, show. I've discussed it multiple times just in the short time we've been doing this uh, this month. Um, I, I'm going to try to to find a way to transfer. I still have that recorder. Oh, okay. Some of those EVPs we caught and and put them here, uh, like in an episode or if you're a Patreon member. Uh, right. <laughs> or we, something that's like something that. we still have to get figured yeah. out. Yeah. Um, because it's just they're eerie. Um, other than that, my other experience uh, was was at Hatfield again, uh, and it was out. It was backstage walking. Um, in a very short time, uh, that I was Opie for the Opry, the super fan, uh, the super fan. Um, I also had an association with a performer at the Hatfield McCoy dinner show and so between shows for Opry I would go over there and like take a meal or something right. or grab a meal from Hatfield for my dinner um, I was walking backstage they were in the middle of the show and it was in the middle of a point where everybody was on stage right it was like that act one finale moment and I'm walking backstage to try to get to where to meet um one of the servers who would always give me a, a meal that I purchased. Right. And uh, and I'm walking, and, like, the reason that, I, that I'm always, like, there's an association with Tony and the cigarette smoke. Yeah. I felt it wasn't like a cold chill, like a, uh, someone's walked over your grave. You know, right. Like, oh, someone's changed the AC. I felt this full force, like something. It's like it didn't walk all the way through me. But it didn't bump into me. It was like it slowly went through. It didn't do it quick, but it also didn't stop me. Right. Like in Paranormal Activity Three. Almost, it, almost like you you wound up like walking through a jello wall. Yes, it's what okay. it kind of felt like. But it was freezing cold. This wall and this intense cigarette smoke. Right. And I absolutely hate the smell I was going to say it probably made you nauseous at that point I didn't eat for the next hour I was like I can't I can't eat this I feel sick like I was like that's disgusting and all I caught myself was saying is I don't know who you were but you should stop smoking (laughs) even in the afterlife (laughs) stop because you smell terrible and that's all I said it's it's like like if there was a camera with audio backstage you would have seen me have a weird moment get my food (laughs) As I'm walking back down, I don't know who you are, but you should stop smoking, even in the afterlife. And I just kept, and I just beep off back down the hallway to the back door. Those are the only two experiences I personally had. But if I didn't know what Tony looked like during life, and hearing that, I probably would have pictured. And we're going theater of the mind here, real quick. <laughs> okay. The scene in Beetlejuice where. The, the husband and wife, the Maitlands, first go to the underworld, yeah. and they're sitting on the couches in the waiting room, mm-hmm. and you see the guy that's just nothing but... <laughs> Smoking just, killed him, but he's still smoking. Yeah. <laughs> he's just... <laughs> just sitting there shaking. 
and is nothing but literally skin, yeah. burnt skin yeah. and bone. Yeah. Like he, he may have fallen asleep with a, 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 a cigarette. cigarette in his hand and the whole house or whatever. Yeah. The trailer he was in burnt down. See, I personally had and, never and seen and a picture what, of Tony, so I still to this day think that my my image of him I, I is probably way off, but I pictured like just this honorary man with a cigarette. No, not really. Um, the best way that I could describe Tony, Dale Gribble, okay. without a hat, okay. but but more hair. <laughs> okay. That and and country help. as can be. That 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 actually does help. Okay. So I mean the the you know. Hank, it's the government. Right. You know, but... Do y'all celebrate Thanksgiving? We did once. <laughs> right. But but that that kind of... Okay. You know, I, I was going to say for, for, for physical appearance, I was going to kind of go lean toward an adult uh, uh, Beavis. Okay. Um, is another, especially the hair. Oh, really? Yeah, an adult Beavis would be more the... Okay. But, but kind of like... Yeah. Just brushed back. Okay. Uh, uh, um, almost not full on pompadour. I yeah. mean, it had some height to it, <laughs> but it was it was a full '80s like, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, imagine the the big square glass frames. Okay. No hat, big kind of brushed back, you know, feathered hair. Yeah. With with a a, a pack of Marlboros in the chest pocket. <laughs> You know, cigarette hanging out of the hey, lip. See, my great aunt Pat, she could talk to you with the Marlboro yeah. still bou- just bouncing and, in and, her lip. And what kind of problem y'all got going on over <laughs> here today? It. Yeah, like, what y'all need help with over here talent. at the theater? <laughs> like, yeah. it would fall out of my mouth. I and and that's that's kind of that okay. that was that was Tony. I mean, well, those, are hella, my, those are my hell two of a guy, hell of a guy. But but yeah, I mean, describing him, full <laughs> on would have been the. The cigarette hanging out of the lip, talking to you, and and, and you know, for whatever reason, this lawnmower isn't running. Let's open this thing up here. Let's look in the gas can. Where's my lighter? Here, I'm let not. me. Tony, I don't think that's a good idea. But but yeah, the the experiences that we personally have had in some of these theaters has has been some great experiences and. Mm-hmm. And I'm just glad that some of them have been able to maintain some of the energies. Um, one that I'm currently concerned with, of course, is the the Opry building in the fact that it is being changed out from what it has been for so long a time. I might stir up some stuff. And and there is the potential for some, some entities of sorts. Uh... And and I'm going to be the first to say that there can also potentially be some animal entities, if that's a thing, uh, that could be drawn back or brought back into mm-hmm. that theater. Um, who knows? I mean, because some animals that have performed at that theater have gone on. You know, nothing happened to them at the theater. Yeah, but, but unfortunately, they are. You know, they are no longer with us. And yeah. who's to say that? You know, at some point in time, there may not be a a lion, a, a a lion or a, a tiger uh, uh, 
energy or spirit yeah. that that might make itself known at it some point in time in that building. Out of some kid playing Nerf there. I hope it does. <laughs> uh, I think we found out that that one is not going to have any of that stuff at it. That is still being built somewhere here yeah. in town, yeah. but this, this one is, is going to be like the Crayola experience. Yeah. Regardless, Mommy, I was it's... coloring in this big old bingle time. <laughs> <laughs> it just went raw. <laughs> And I, th- I, st- I think that's travesty too, because it's one of the prettiest theaters in town, one of the best shows in town. Just a travesty. Uh, as for uh, haunting, if you could choose, like I have two, if you could choose when you die, where you haunt, are you choosing any of the theaters you worked at? Wow. Or are you choosing, like, your parents' house? <laughs> or. Your sister's house. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't have really anyone that I had any sort of an amount of a negative connotation to. Mm-hmm. At least coming up to this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I would have a like that big of a, a negative connotation to want to go back and fully haunt. Mm-hmm in that capacity like to to like freak them out to you know to drive them insane so to speak um there was one person that i i kind of had that sort of feeling or that type of animosity to but as i as i age and mature um that's not really a thing anymore because mm-hmm. <sighs> mine too I, are pretty see the thing about it is is i wouldn't want to I would not want to find myself in a place knowing that there is a possibility of it drastically changing so much that I wouldn't even be able to recognize it anymore. Mm -hmm. Because that's when you get like a lot of angry spirits because things are unrecognizable to them. Um, I I would have to go ahead. My one would be Walter State Community College because I did so many shows there. Okay. It, throughout my years of theater, I've done so many shows on that stage, and I think it would be a thing where it kind of would become a tall tale. I'd be like, "Well, that's that's Tyler, right?" You know, like little things written or moved, or a certain thing like murmured. You know, certain things that they, people knew I said. Right. The other one, I would haunt the hell out of half film McCoy dinner show for many reasons. <laughs> one particular. <laughs> right. But yes. Uh, but but if in, in a perfect world, I wouldn't be stuck. Right. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't get the haunt. If so. if it were this situation, yeah. I mean, one hundred percent, it's it's getting into that. Um, wow, this is still a tough one for me. I mean, uh, if if nothing was changing about it in any capacity. I it, I would have to say the Opry mm-hmm. building, um, but if we're getting away from the theater buildings and stuff like that, it, it would be one particular body of water. Your hidden spot? No. Oh no 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 no. no. Um, it's a it's it's a, a it's not allowed to be fished publicly or anything oh. anymore. Um, but it would have been the, the pond that I grew up learning how to okay. fish on. Yeah. And that would be, of course, Vaucluse yeah. Pond there in Vaucluse, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Like, oh, I saw, uh, oh, that's just Brian. Yeah, like, I saw off of this sandbar, off of this little sandy beach, or I was out, man yeah, I was out in this particular yeah. cove, and, and, you know, uh, uh, there was a, a splash this, or something that happened or whatever. I saw this man standing, pondering off into the sunset. Oh, that's just Brian. Yeah. He's dead, but. Right. He still comes out pond. to ponder. <laughs> no, to I mean. Ponder. To, to ponder. Um, no, I think that would be. Yeah. Now, if I if 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 this was if you had asked me this question ten years ago, the the person who was my stepdad, oh, oh, I would Tripping. I would I would like to go like almost full on poltergeist with this dude, <laughs> but no, I mean uh, uh, through years and maturity, I mean I've been able to let go of it more so just because of the fact that now I know that he's way far worse off than yeah. than anything that I can. Yeah. He's going so through worse. I my, get that. my list right now, if I had that type of yeah. list right now, honestly, there's not anybody on it. That's good. I mean, I don't. Yes, people have done me dirty. People have, have in in my opinion, just completely wronged me to no end, mm-hmm. and even people really close to me in that aspect. But now, at this point in my life. This is going to come off wrong to uh, potentially a lot of people that would listen to this. I don't care. That type of stuff that had happened at one point in time, I have got too much stuff to worry about. I've got too many people that mean so much more to me to to worry about Mm -hmm. that I don't even care about that stuff anymore. So I... Agreed. Yeah, I just I I have no desire to yeah. to even go back to a point of making their yeah. m- life miserable because that means it already is. that I am focusing yeah. on that person and I don't. I like that. I respect so, that. So yeah. Final thoughts about the theater spirits and and personal theater spirits. Keep the ghost light on. It is something. On. Yes, it is something that that makes me miss being in the theater just because I know that there is a say in this instance that that your life force you start your life force from life to death is 100% Mm -hmm. and I'm not breaking this down in years or or more like a meter anything like this but yes a meter I feel a good 30% of my life force was poured into several of the theaters around town here. Mm-hmm. And not that, and I also believe that you can actually recharge some of that or reclaim some of that. Whenever you go in and you have some of these experiences, you're potentially drawing some of this energy back out that has been poured into mm-hmm. it. As as a a visitor to these theaters, as opposed to an employee or a a yeah. worker or performer yeah. of these theaters, but there there's a part of of the energy within me that is is wanting to or that has a tendency to want to reach out to the energies that has been left in some of these places. Wow. Maybe not necessarily to reclaim. Yeah, but but just just to be there you know what i mean i do it, it's you you still currently have the outlet you know doing some of the shows and stuff that you do which i mean 
I could still potentially have the same thing. It's just that it seems like it's not in the cards for me right now. But there's always a part of me after having worked in the theater. Yeah. The but way I that I did to and get to sit in a seat at Hatfield or Opry and get to kind of right take some of it back. And, and it wouldn't energy. even need to have to be going in there and sitting inside. I mean, just to be able to go in and almost like Highlander esque. You know, you you vanquish your your yeah. quote unquote enemy and and absorb the 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 energy from that. But but maybe that's what it is. Maybe that is going and slaying the 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 beast. The beast that that is still drawing and pulling got a chance me. To do that for Hatfield, you know, I got to so I got to slay that demon. So, but yeah, it's 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 something that at times I mean, at times the draw is not very strong, and then at times it's like I want to get back in there and and not necessarily be on stage but I want to be a part of that that massive powerful mm-hmm. energy that can be poured into a theater as someone who is trying to bring the smile trying to bring the happiness trying to get rid of the the negative emotion that somebody may be carrying before they come into that building and be one of the people that helps them just completely let go mm-hmm. of that. And and maybe maybe it's the fact that theaters are energy recycling centers. It's a really I, good way to put it. That just popped into my head. That's in a that, really good way that to put it. Theaters are energy recycling centers in the fact that we as entertainers have taken any of the potential negative energy that people come into the building with and upcycle it to a positive energy that we ourselves intake as a performers to do what it is that we do as the performer as the technician mm-hmm. To then turn around and supply that back out to these people so they can go out into the world and spread more positive energy just for the next group of people that come in with their sorrows, their worries, their woes. And we got to strip them down of that. Mm-hmm. Wash it, scrub it, recycle it, upcycle it, whatever you want to talk about feed it right back to these people who we just took it away from and say go spread the good yeah that's why I love it yeah one of that's the love it. the and that that is the the that's really the, the the essence of why I'm addicted to it it's and it's just now had a, a full words a, a word. or whatever you put, put to a it. word to it so this has been a really good episode. Yes. I really enjoyed yes. recording this episode. And this is another one of those that has been therapeutic in mm-hmm. a sense, uh, but also has helped me understand and realize some things that that I had, had thought about and had questions about in terms of exploring this world and... and things that we have experienced mm. as part of this and and has fully answered the question as to why so many spirits can be drawn to a theater 
in this instance, especially more toward the lighter and more positive side of things. Of mm. course, there could be some negative outliers. Sure. But in comparison to what our next subject is going to be with yes. it being the battlefields I mean we had a little bit of it with the fact that the Bijou was a, a civil war hospital mm-hmm. but but with the battlefields I mean this is all negative energy you know mm-hmm. compared to what the theaters are so I mean I could only imagine the the types of feelings and everything else that, that this has provided so I mean that now the answers that I got from from asking the question and us going through this as to why so many spirits or why there's so many stories about the energies, spirits, ghosts, whatever in theaters has gotten more questions for me to ask but also provided a a guide for the next one. For the next one yeah. Just because of the fact like okay, we've seen the positive side of it now Here's the negative, the truly negative negative side side of it. So, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, Thank you for tuning into this episode, Legends. Uh, Again, uh, we want to hear your stories. You know, yeah, any kind of ghost stories that you have, specifically theater. Anything. Uh, We want to know. Tldtube at twenty three at gmail dot com, and that's the number twenty three. So, uh, our next episode is going to be like we said about battlefields. Battlefield spirits. spirits of the battlefield. Uh, so um, not only were they using moonshine as a truth serum, as a uh, antiseptic and anesthetic, all kinds of stuff. Uh, there are also other types of spirits mm-hmm. that are are still present on on battlefields across mm-hmm. this country, especially in the southeast, as as a majority of your your main civil war skirmishes mm-hmm. took place throughout Pennsylvania, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia, Kentucky, and of course South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, being a majority of those places that a lot of Charles those types Town. of battles uh, uh, <laughs> took place, including Absolutely. what would have been the Revolutionary War mm-hmm. uh, several Battlefield. You know, years beforehand. Just so, so many deaths uh, from war in this area. So we're going to just scratch the surface with that uh, for next episode uh also don't forget to tune into our other studios podcasts uh cocky top podcast where we discuss southeastern conference football uh with a highlight to the tennessee vols and the south carolina gamecocks and uh the upcoming podcast it is currently going on but it will officially be a part of the studios uh after the end of its fifth season um so basically like a network getting a new show um uh, season six will be uh, of Thirty and Thirty podcast will be its uh, inception into the studios, and uh, like we talked about, you're going to see a lot, uh, a few changes uh, over the next few weeks to solidify what the studio is uh, and what you can call it and how you can find it. Uh, so if you have any ideas on that, send them on through tldtube23 at gmail.com. Other than that, for the manager of managers below himself, I'm Opie. Cheers to you, legends. Folks, once again, we'd like to thank you for joining us for another episode of Between Two Barrels. And if you aren't getting enough of that legendary content, make sure and head on over to TennesseeLegend.com where you can find links to all of our different locations as well as all of our different social media sites and our online swag shop. And until next time, stay legendary.